Hi everyone and welcome to our online service. Today we are at part five, the final part of our series, Wake Up. And I'm so glad you decided to join us today. My name is Louis Skippers. I've got the privilege of leading Pradayo Church. And um, I hope that you just feel like part of the service, although it's still online, we've got some good news that we will be sharing at the end of the service about our in-person services restarting again. But thank you for being here today. And I hope that you've been part of this amazing 21-day journey. Today is the day that most of us breaks our fast. And um, this has been such a good journey because when we start as Christians, and if you're not a Christian, you, you, you could probably start this way, we start super passionately. But then sadly, over time, often that passion flame dies out. And deep inside of us, we feel like there's more. We know like... God wants more for our relationship. There is something more in it. There's more to my prayer life than this. We spoke about it last week, but it's just missing. And I do believe there is more. And that is what this series was about. Stobel Weems says that passionate Christianity should be the norm for every Christian, not the exception. It should be the norm for every believer, not the exception. We don't want to live without passionate faith without a passionate relationship with Jesus in our lives. And that is what this series was about. So a quick recap. We talked about how we have to acknowledge if everything in our life is not, is not okay. Once we acknowledge it, we can start doing something about it. We then have to create space for God in the second week. We said create space for Him. If you want more of Him, you have to create space in your life so He can fill it. That's why we're fasting to remove the obstructions, uh, to, to remove the things, the, the noise, the stuff in the world that so often fills up our life. But then the third week, we said we have to remove the obstructions. There's things standing between us and God. So not only do I have to create, to create space, but I also need to see what in my life is in opposition with God that I need to remove. And then last week, we talked about prayer and having a powerful prayer life and how that means for us to get in alignment with God. Guys, now once, once we've gone through this process and we've been awakened, we've been revived in our spirits and we have a deep hunger, we've got a passion, um, we've got freshness back in our relationship with Jesus, then it is important for us, and maybe you're there today, then it is important for you to know a couple of practical principles that will help you to stay at that place, that will help prevent you from sliding back into some old bad structures and struggles that you've been facing. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. Our topic today, the fifth part, the final part of the series is called Keep the Flame Alive. Keep the Flame Alive. Now, by the way, if you're like, Louis, I don't even have a flame yet. That is okay. These five weeks are all on YouTube. They're on podcasting platforms, on Facebook. Go and watch it. Go and rewatch it. You can start your own fast. You can make time to spend time in the Word of God. You can contact us and we will help you. But it is not too late. But I want to speak to everyone today specifically who says, Louis, I have been awakened during these 21 days. I have felt something new, something incredible. And I don't want to go back to a place where I'm missing out on it. And that is what we're going to be talking about today. If you've got your Bible with you, you can open to Romans 12, verse 11 to 12. Romans 12, verse 11 to 12. Paul writes a beautiful letter to the church in Rome. Um, he didn't actually start the church. He didn't plant it. And he didn't get to visit them. But he writes them this beautiful letter. And he says this in verse 11, Romans 12, verse 11. He says, Never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor serving the Lord. Be joyful in hope, 
patient in affliction and faithful in prayer. The last part, faithful in prayer. That's what, part of what we spoke about last week, right? But Paul tells this church in, in, Roma, in Rome, in the letter of Romans, he tells them to keep their zeal. Now, zeal is about energy and enthusiasm for something. So he's like, keep your spiritual energy. Keep that enthusiasm that you have for God. Keep that alive. He says, um, keep your spiritual fervor. So that spiritual heat that's burning inside of you, the fire that's burning, keep that going. So immediately when, when I hear these words, and that's where the title came from, um, Keep the Flame Alive, I think about a fire. Because guys, when you make a fire, in South Africa we love our fires, we love to bry, right? That's what we're doing today, to break our fires. we're having a bry. And we're going to put something on, on the fire and have a good bry. But if you make that fire and you let it be, what happens to a fire? Like, it dies. No, it keeps burning, right? It keeps burning, but it only keeps burning for a while. It doesn't continue to burn. It will burn until the fuel is used up, the wood, the charcoal, um, whatever you're using. The moment that is burned away, then the fire will die. So you have to stir it up. You have to add new fuel to the fire if you want to, con to see the fire continue burning. And William Booth, in, he lived in the 1800s, died, I think, in 1912. He started the Salvation Army. He said, the tendency of a fire is to go out. That's natural. We know it. It will burn, but the tendency is it will go out. Watch the fire, he says, on the altar of your heart. Anyone who has tended the fireplace fire knows that it needs to be stirred up occasionally. It's like you know this about fire. So watch the fire in your own heart. That's why Paul, when he writes his protege Timothy, he tells him in 2 Timothy 1 verse, verse 67, he's got this, this beautiful encouragement that he gives Timothy. And he tells him, fan into flame the gift of God. God has given you a gift. Don't just expect it to be there. Fan it into flame. Make sure that you keep the spiritual fire alive. Keep the flame alive. And immediately Paul goes over and like right in the middle, he throws in the word affliction. It's like, guess what? You're at a high. God might have answered some of your prayers amazingly. You might feel so close and so connected at Him. But guess what? Not only is the tendency of a flame to go out, but there's also an enemy who loves to take a bucket of water and pour it over your fire. Affliction, difficulty, challenges, temptation will come. We have a real enemy who wants to pull you back down, who wants to put out the fire in your heart. And guys, this is in direct opposition of what God wants for you. God doesn't only want you to receive freedom in Jesus. He doesn't just want you to get free, but He wants you to stay free as well. So what can we do? How do we stay free? How do we keep our spiritual zeal, our fervor, our enthusiasm, the heat? How do we keep that going? And I think there's three things we need to, to know. Three things we need to pay attention to. The first thing, we have to be willing to work intentional and to work hard. We have to work intentional and we have to work hard at our spiritual lives. Because you, you've been intentional about the last 21 days. Okay, if you didn't do it, it's not too late. You can still do it again. But a lot of you 
was part of this fast and this time where we spend time in the Word of God, where we've been praying. You've been intentional about the past 21 days. So why don't you make a decision to be as intentional about the next 21 days as you have been about the last, the past 21 days. You've created space for God in these past 21 days. So we, the best way to continue with our spiritual further, further is to keep that space that we've created for God to keep that space open. Because the reality is that spiritual growth takes hard work. He says in verse 11, Paul says, keep your spiritual fervor. It doesn't just say that it will be there. He says you have to keep it. You have to work at it. You have to make sure that it stays alive. If the past 21 days were good for you, it was probably good you felt close to God because you put in the effort, but you have to continue to put in the effort. When you keep your relationship with Jesus fresh and new, when you continue to put in the hard work, it will allow you to continue serving and obeying God from a position of want to. And you'll experience the joy of your salvation every single day. We don't want to live from a place of obligation and just discipline. We want to live from a place where I want to, regardless of what life throws my way, regardless of what happens every day. So don't be your own worst enemy. Okay, don't be your own worst enemy by just doing nothing, by being lazy, and then all of the hard work that you've been doing just goes to waste. Guard what you have established. So how do we do that? Protect the time and the space with God and make it a priority every day. Every day for the last 21 days, you've had a time, you've had a place that you spend time with God in His Word and in prayer. Make that a priority. Schedule that on your diary. If you don't fill up regularly, you'll always run on empty. That's the reality. Two, be an active member in the church. Guys, I think the time for spectator, for the church being a spectator sport is over. It doesn't help anyone grow. Some people sit there, you might be a spectator for a little while and you might find Jesus. But if you don't become an active member, if you don't start being part of a church community, if you don't give to the church, if you don't invest in it, if you, if you don't serve there, you're not going to grow. You're just going to slip back into a place where, where you're kind of like on your own, where you're not part of the body of Christ. So become an active and stay an active member in the church. Enjoy, three, enjoy community and accountability in community groups. That's where we encourage each other. That's where we, in a good way, check up on each other and make sure that we're keeping our spiritual further. So make sure that you're part of a community group. Four, establish a, frequent and a frequency and a consistency of fasting in your life. Guys, maybe this is the first time you fasted, but I think we need to do it every now and again because it helps to just sprinkling, to clear out the gunk, as we said. It is like a car service. You don't take your car to the service center after it's broken down because you've driven 50,000 kilometers with it without ever servicing it. No, you take it every 15,000 kilometers. You take it in, you make sure that it's serviced, you make sure that it is in, in, that it's in, a, in a good spot, and then you can drive safely. Do the same thing with your relationship with God. Our, our time with God, our being part of a church community and serving and giving, our being part of a community group, that is the, that's a day-to-day -day cleaning. But we build in times of fasting throughout the year, and it might be a day that you do a water fast, it might be another Daniel fast, whatever it might be. Build that in as a time to 
to tune up your car to make sure that it's running correctly, your spiritual life car. It will keep your passion for God and your enjoyment of Him at a high level. So one, work intentional and work hard. Two, keep track of where your heart is at. Guys, God created us to be passionate about what we love. It's natural. If we love something, we can't keep quiet about it. Right? And if you just go and look at sport fans and music fans and, and car fans across the world, whenever you put a bunch of them together and you look around, you see passion. You see people painting themselves and wearing hats and screaming and clapping and hearing a song and jumping up and singing it. That is true passion. And I do believe that as Christians and as followers of Jesus, we can learn a lot about enthusiasm and about passion by observing the characters of a, the, the characteristics of a of a sport team. They're passionate, and we need to be more like that because God created us to be passionate about what we love. Therefore, we need to be passionate about Him. If we're not passionate about Him, then something is wrong. Passion in my relationship with God is a sign that I'm in a good spot, that I truly love Him, that I'm connected with Him. If you're like, Louis, really? Can you really say that? By the way, it's popped up three times in the last couple of months, passion, throughout our sermon series. And I believe it's something God is trying to tell us. It's like, I'm missing passion. Throughout this lockdown, we started this series because we said people became complacent. They became passive. And God is like, I don't want that. I want you to be passionate. And Paul says that, never lack zeal. So never lack enthusiasm, never lack energy. That should be part of every Christian's life. Verse 12, he says, be joyful in hope. So we don't just have hope, but we're joyful about the hope we have in Jesus. The Bible says when Jesus summarizes the law, and in Luke 10, we've got this beautiful example as well about a rich man that asks Jesus what it means to, to follow God. This is what the Bible says. Love God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, with all your mind. Everything is in it. There is no holding back. It is everything. It's passion. It's enthusiasm. Passion comes from our hearts when we love something. But passion becomes visible in our emotions and passion becomes visible in our lifestyle. And I know different people have different expressions of emotions. And I'm not talking about your specific expression. But passion is a measure. And in the life of a follower of Jesus. And in the life of the church. In our services. Passion for God should reflect the excitement that we have in following Jesus. People should walk into a service. People should meet you. And they should see something of the passion of Jesus in your life because when we are in this place of passion that's a place where I enjoy obeying God where and and I don't have to, I don't feel like I have to do stuff and I I don't do it with a with a difficult heart I just love obeying him and I glorify him the most because it comes out of my heart so if your passion starts fading that's your warning sign that's how you keep track of where your heart is at so you do the hard work but you also build in the measure Am I okay? Where is my passion level at? And if passion fades, it's a warning sign that you need a wake-up call. Okay, you don't just go to bed tonight and hope that tomorrow you're going to wake up. No, you set an alarm so that you wake up at the right time, so that you're at work at the right time. Set a spiritual alarm. 
When passion is fading, check your heart every now and again. When your passion has faded, you know it's time for a, for a wake-up call again. And then the third thing is make corrections immediately. Okay, Put in the hard work. Check your heart. But just as affliction, Paul said, affliction will come, so too wrong things will, will come. We will sometimes make a mistake. We will do sin. Um, we will make a mistake. Our passion flame will go down a bit. We will miss a day when we were supposed to spend time with God. That happens. And you can either feel so bad about it and, and sorry about it that, that it kind of just like drowns out everything. Or you can fix it immediately. In Afrikaans, we've got this saying, van eitstel kom afstel. So because of postponement, postponement, at the end of the day, I just don't do anything anyway. We don't want to be like that. Stop postponing. You will make mistakes. Sin will creep into your life. You will get discouraged. Jesus has already forgiven it. Jesus has already set you free from it. You're not a prisoner to it. So take a hold of the freedom you have in Jesus and live it out. If you make a mistake, make it right immediately. Don't postpone. Don't wait. Make it right. Guys, Jesus died. So that we can have an intimate relationship with God. So that we can have passion in our relationship with God. And I don't just want to experience this every once in a blue moon when I go to a camp or when I'm at a conference or when I do a 21 day fast. I want to experience passionate Christianity every day. I want it to be the norm in my life. And I hope you want it as well. So let's, let's, let's make that fire burn bigger. Let's do everything we can. Put in the hard work we said in one of the previous messages. Make the decisions once and manage it. Manage them. Stay on the good track. Check your heart. If it goes south, you know you need to put in the work again. You need to take time of fasting. You need to up your time with God. And then make corrections immediately. Don't wait. I see too often that people, you don't, you don't love and passionately follow Jesus one day and the next day you're far away from him. It is a slope that you slowly go down on. And it's because people don't make corrections immediately that they end up at a place and they don't know how they got so far from God. That is not what God wants for us. God has a purpose for your life. God has a plan for your life. And being a passionate follower of Jesus is part of that plan. So let's do everything we can. Let's do everything we can to keep the spiritual fire burning. Today we're going to take communion after this prayer. And why? Because we want to remember what Jesus has already done for us. We want to remember that He created direct access to our Father, that we can come to His throne, that we can pray, that we can worship Him with passion. So first, let's pray. Jesus, thank You that we don't... Yes, we have to put in the work to keep the spiritual fire burning, but we don't have to put in the work to destroy sin, to try to stay alive. You've already done that for us on the cross. You have paid the ultimate price. You've set us free. And I pray today that we will live in this freedom, that we will experience it today, but that we will continue to experience the joy of our salvation every single day. Help us to, to play our part. This is like a partnership between you and us. And give us the wisdom, give us the boldness to put in the hard work where it's necessary. Give us the understanding to see when our passion is fading, when we need to make a course correction. And give us 
the ability to make a course correction immediately. Jesus, we love you. We want to serve you. We want to pray big, bold prayers. We want to see answers to those prayers. We, we want to hear your voice. May that be true for everyone that listens to this today. Everyone that makes a decision to follow you. We pray it in Jesus' name. Amen.